Hello. Hi. Um, we're back. Yeah. Tell tell me about FlameCon. You're going to be at FlameCon. Yeah, FlameCon's a convention I'm usually a guest at. Um, it's in New York. It's, you know, this is the first time they've done it in a couple years because of the pandemic. Sure. Um, and it's a queer themed, you know, comic book convention. And so it's really fun. It's, it's one of those where, where like shows where I feel like as opposed to an Emerald City or a Rose City, which are also great, like at least this one has sort of like a niche market where I know, totally. I know what people are going to want to buy from me, you know? So that's another reason I really love doing it. And it's an opportunity for me to see some other comic artists I'm friends with, especially like Hamish, who my friend Hamish Steele, who's um, from London, and he can make it over to New York easily, more easily than he can to like, you know, this side of the country. Yeah. Um, shout out to Hamish too, because he has a TV show on Netflix called Dead Endia that Coco Peru is a voice actor in. Fun. Uh, everybody should check it out. It's a really fun cartoon. Um, but yeah, it's just a great convention and I'm excited to do it, but I, you know, I always go overboard trying to prepare really hard for it. So I'm a little tired, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what else is new, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, well, besides that, how are things going? Pretty good, I guess. I'm doing more writing. I can't say what it is yet. I'm, I might've told you though. You told me about <laughs> yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to keep that hush hush for now. Um, but yeah, just things are okay. That's just mainly what my focus has been is like preparing for these conventions and doing commissions. Um, but I'm also doing one in Boise in September. And so it'll be an opportunity to like go visit my family for a few totally. days and stuff too and get some decent Mexican food and and all that. Um, but yeah, that's sort of how I've been. How have you been? Oh God, I've been good. Um, I'm in the middle of summer camp that I'm the director Woo! of. So I am so hot all day. Uh, last week I took 60 kids to Enchanted Forest, which is oh, like my God. a really old, decrepit theme park, but it's really fun. I want to go so bad. I've never it's, been. It's great with friends as adults. When you're in charge yeah. of kids, it's a lot, but it is actually legitimately fun. I love going to Enchanted Forest. Um, highly recommend. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I floated the river on Saturday down the Clackamas. It was great. It was crowded as hell, but it was- Oh my gosh, how hot was it? It, it was a day that got up to 100 degrees. Ooh, so we, okay. we went early. We thought we were going to beat the crowd. We did not. It was just a ton Everybody of else had the same idea. Everyone <laughs> had the same idea. Uh, but yeah, I went to the last String Summit Festival two weekends ago. So it was me and a bunch of friends camping in a field with a bunch of dirty hippies and uh, <laughs> seeing bluegrass concerts and Fun. just kind of having adult, uh, it's like an adult summer camp. That's how it felt. We had like yeah. no responsibilities. We could just lollygag around the forest. It was great. Um, That's good. Yeah. And now I'm kind of gearing up for Burning Man and trying to figure out right. what that means. And, you know, I really can't think about it until summer camp's over and I have, this was the last week. So then I can start really like planning and prepping and putting looks together. And yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about doing things post COVID. I remember like the last two summers, just like yearning for Burning Man so bad. And now that like we can do things, I'm doing them and I'm excited, but it's also very overwhelming and I don't know, the thought of Burning Man sounds kind of overwhelming, but I yeah, am excited. I, I get that. I like, 
if it wasn't just, you know, yay, the convention's back that I'm doing, it's the only thing I have to compare it to, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, but now I'm going to have to like, kind of tell people, cool, I'm not shaking your hand. I'm not giving you a hug. Yeah. Uh, you know, like all this stuff, like that is also stressing me out because now it's a convention during COVID times. And yeah. In New York, sorry about it, but like monkeypox times too. Yeah, so, I, I think about that at Burning Man where I'm like, I'm not going on to some big dance floors with a bunch of people. Like, hell no. I, I mean, COVID and monkeypox enough. Like I, mean. I usually, I have this like little dongle thing for my phone that I plug in because I can plug a square reader into it. Like, yeah. you know, to accept like credit cards. Yeah. And now I'm like, maybe I should find my contactless one so I don't have to touch a million people's credit cards. Do it. Why you know? not? So I'm going to do, you know, I have to do that. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it's, if it wasn't, so I love doing FlameCon. It's the getting there that sucks because. Yeah, because it's, um, where is it? It's in New York City, right? <laughs> so I have to fly into JFK. Okay. And then get from there to Times Square because <laughs> the convention is at, yeah, convention is at like a Sheraton or Hilton or something in Times Square. Now, the good thing about this is that I can literally from JFK get on the subway and just get straight there. The yeah. stop, the stop is literally like you get out and you turn to your right and the hotel's there. Great. So that's great. However, we're talking about August oh my God. in New York okay. on the subway. Uh, no, no, no. Now here's the thing. With my convention setup luggage, <laughs> it is my literal definition of hell. Yeah, I get I get to the hotel and I look like I've been doused with a hose. Uh. Like it's not fun. And so to like make it sorry, and everybody, I know this is so thrilling to hear about, but <laughs> to make it like easier on myself, I have already sent two boxes of my books and like prints and all that stuff to a friend. And I'm yeah. like, I will pay you to bring them to the thing for me. Totally. And somebody I trust and somebody, you know, like, that's fine. Totally. That's great. But like, I, I'm literally going this time with one carry-on suitcase with my clothes and a few prints in it. And that's it. Yeah. I'm not bringing my whole setup. I'm not bringing like my big name banner. I'm like, you know what? I'll put an, I'll put my name on a piece of paper. I mean, I'll make it look nice, but sure. I'll put that on the table and good enough because it's worth it for me to like be comfortable. And I'm staying at the hotel that the convention's at sure. because. I need to wake up and literally roll out of bed into the convention floor. I can't like get across Manhattan in the morning. No way. No way. Oh God. So, so I moved to New York city in August oh. from Eastern Oregon, not knowing that it was the way it is. And I've never sweat so much in my entire life. I was, I was claustrophobic from the humidity around me all the time. It was oh, yeah. really hard for me. And I didn't have air conditioning. I mean, it was atrocious. I got to, when I lived in New York in, you know, 2000, whatever, I got there in like July and I had to dress in a white shirt, tie, black slacks, black suit coat nope, nope, every nope. day. I lost 15 pounds just walking around. Yeah. Yep. And then gained it all back eating Puerto Rican and Dominican food every day, but whatever. Totally. Right. <laughs> I picture yeah, myself it's, it's like- hot. It's so humid and hot there. It's crazy. Yeah. I picture like fresh faced me at 23 years old. Mm -hmm. I had grown my hair out. I had like side sweat bangs that I would flat iron to the side. Same me yeah, too. Yeah, just like that. Like this. Yep. And <laughs> I would like, like go, I go like interview for restaurants in Manhattan trying to be cool. Yep. That's what, that's literally <laughs> what my hair looked like. <laughs> Trust at that time I did it too. It Don't was like very Justin it. Bieber. Like yeah, really yeah, yeah. Just, like I was before looking Bieber. like 14 year old Justin Bieber. Um, Bieber before he did it. Totally. And yeah, just like showing up to restaurants in like a suit and just like drenched in sweat. My hair would never mm -hmm. stay flat. It would just be like a huge mess. And 
I didn't know what I was doing. I, I live no in idea. the Bronx and everybody I knew in the Bronx had plastic on their couches too. Oh, so like God. You, would sit, you would sit down and then sweat for like who knows how long. And then when you get up, it'd be like, Oh my it was god. So gross. Ew, ew. So gross. couches is the worst. It was gross. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So yeah, maybe we should talk about some culture. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I um, guess that's what we do here. <laughs> yeah. So what are you consuming lately? What are you excited about? I mean, let's get real. Let's talk about the drag race finale. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Drag race <laughs> I mean, finale, all stars, all winners. Winners. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's set this up with like so many people were like from the previous episode were like oh okay so this the winner of this challenge gets three stars that's producer involvement just to get Shay in the finale and I'm like as opposed to every other episode which also has producer involvement like right. give me a break and so I, I knew that they were going to do something to where course, everyone would have a chance at the but end besides that I will say this in that episode, the second to last one, Shay like really brought it. She was she, amazing. She was great in that episode. She was great. And so, yeah, the finale was um, interesting. I, I kind of wish this is. I mean, this might be controversial. Yeah, brave. I kind of wish they would get rid of this lip sync smackdown Thank whatever you. for Thank a finale you. because I. This is going to sound really weird, but I think one of the most exciting and interesting finales we got was actually the COVID finale where they had to perform from home. Yeah. Because that gave them time uh-huh. to like prepare a dance and prepare like props. And like, like uh, Gigi did that whole like um, take on me yes. or whatever thing. Yeah. And she like made a background and she like made a video. And, like give these people, you know how like on Project Runway, they're like, okay, cool. Now go home for a couple months and work on your collection, right? right. Great. I wish they could do that for Drag Race. It's like, okay, cool. Now go prepare something for a month and yeah. we'll see what come up with. Totally. You know, that'd be so cool. And I like, mean, like, a much more exciting finale. After the season that we had with all winners and Jinx was so obviously a front runner from the very beginning. Oh, Jinx won the minute she did Judy Garland. Sorry like, about it. Yeah, she did. And she was so obviously a step ahead. And And like, so I will toot my own horn and say, Back when it was like season 10 or 11 of Drag Race, and there were rumors about there being an all winner season yeah. at some point, because they were like, now we have enough winners for a season. From then, I said, Jinx has to do it and she will murder it. Oh, I yeah. knew she would, and I could not wait <clears throat> for that opportunity. And so then for it to happen and for that to happen, oh my God, it was so satisfying. But then to end the season, I'm being like, okay, now you're just going to lip sync it off. It's like, well, Jinx has shown that she has so many dimensions and right. depth so, as a performer. It, and that's mm-hmm. like, there's so much more to a drag queen than looking pretty and lip syncing. Right. And so I are think you telling that, me if it comes down to just this lip sync? Can you imagine if Jinx hadn't won? Because, oh, you didn't win this lip sync. Because like, you're against Shea Coulee, who's just this like lip sync assassin. But right. like, she's proven herself in so many other ways. So... I'm glad well, that RuPaul I think that's did why specify. You can you can hear a a difference in sound quality when it cuts away and RuPaul says, um, like something like, um, taking like, into account this lip sync and your performance throughout and, the entire yes, season. Yes, yes, because that makes sense. Like yeah. you can't just well, narrow it down to this one rec- moment. Does track record not mean anything? Then it, like, it really needs to. Yeah. yeah. So like, come on. Um, yeah. yeah, I just. Because otherwise, then you get like there was a season I think it was Italy of Drag Race Italy where the contestant who doesn't win a single challenge wins the season, 
And it's like, what? Like there's That's crazy. Yeah, it's just really weird and it feels kind of off. But I mean, it is a very arbitrary show in a lot of ways right. with how they choose and how, you know, it's really up right. to these few judges and just how they feel in that moment and what they like. And and it, it's hard because this is, like you said before, this is our sport. Yeah. Um, this is our sport, which brings me to also the morning of the finale. I wake up, it's eight in the morning. And you know, what? when you first wake up, you're not thinking about what day right. it is or what's mm -hmm. happening. And I just go to Twitter. Yep. First thing I see is Jinx winning. And someone oh, said, geez. congratulations to the winner. And I commented and I was like, come on. Like it is eight in the morning. Like, can you there just wait a little bit? But then all these people, like, and then they were responding really sassy and they're like, get over it, it's 2022. You should know not to look. And I was like, well, don't you think you could just wait a day? Like, I feel like you're trying to be the first person to say it. Yeah, and that, I think that's part of it. And that just ruins it. And it's like, imagine if it was the Super Bowl and somehow I knew who won and I was like, oh, the, the Dallas Cowboys won. Like, it would ruin it for, like, they'd be so pissed. Yeah. And like, this is our Super Bowl. This is like winners of winners. And like, I didn't know who was going to win up until that moment. And it totally deflates your experience. And someone commented, sticking up for me, being like, we have jobs, like we have yeah. lives, like we have things to do. And queens are making money on people showing up to bars for the event to experience that right. in so person. They know, they're like, oh, well, I already know I'm not going to go. Maybe I just won't go. It's like, think about these things. I don't think, I mean, there's no way to like police people posting whatever they want to post. Sure. But like, I wish there was more of an agreement that you wait until a day, like 24 hours, and then well, you so say that's congratulations. What's, that's what's interesting is that like a couple episodes that we watched, so Scott and I will watch it Friday evening, right? So Friday, I will do my absolute best to stay off of the internet. Yeah. Like, because I don't want to know, I don't want to see, I'll right. like literally like peek through my eye if I have to go to like Twitter for some reason. Um, peek through my eye, peek through my fingers, whatever. <laughs> um, but like... Um, the, the person who spoiled Scott twice was Jinx. Oh, really? Because he followed because he follows her online, and then she would like post about it, like That's funny. Yeah, like she posted about Snatch Game or something, and I think he saw it, you know. Yeah. But because it's on Paramount Plus, they upload it at like midnight, right? right. So people can watch it at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning. Totally. And then just post about it. But I, you know, I don't know. Like it's it's I'm at that age where like you know, I work during the day and then I make my dinner at like six and then guess what? I migrate to the couch and we watch our shows. Yeah. And so like, I, I can't just like watch it during, I'm not going to watch it during the day while Scott's at work. No. It's like, what's like my fun thing to do. And sometimes we have friends over. So like, yeah. you know, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, I am happy that Jinx won. Me too. Um, I did think it was fun. Not to say that I don't think Raja is deserving. I do. And I love Raja and I'm glad that she won the, like she done already done had hers as whatever. Yeah. But, um, it was very interesting to me how both of the lip sync songs in that category were like very much kind of like boogie 80s songs. Yeah, so that she yeah. had like a chance. She had just a fighting chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, did I tell you about when I ran into Jinx? Yeah. I've, seen Jinx, I've seen Jinx twice while this season was going. And one was planned because she hosted this uh, viewing for the premiere. Right. And we watched the first two episodes in this like tiny intimate theater in Southeast Portland with Jinx on stage. And it was so fun because that was a snatch game. We got to watch it with her and give her a standing ovation and everything. And then, did I already talk about this yeah. in our podcast? Okay, yep. well, right into <laughs> her again in the bathroom. And it's fun just to think about that like, you know, she's a, yeah. she's a Portland queen. I can run into her and she is doing so impeccably well. And yeah. I hope, I hope I see her around more. 
I, I don't think I will. I think she's probably booked up and doing tours now, probably for a really long time. Yeah. So we'll see. But Whatever. I love that she's a Portland queen. Me too. I think yeah. that's so great. Yeah. Um, have you seen the trailer for Super Secret Celebrity Drag Race season two? I have. I, I, okay. So the new premise is it's, it's like basically a, like the mass singer. The mass singer. So it's like these drag queens that are performing and they get eliminated and we don't know who they are until they're eliminated. Okay, but like they're just in drag. Like we're not going to be able to tell. Yeah. Like unless they do like Trixie makeup or something, I, maybe. which they might. But like, and I have I a know. feeling it's going to be somewhat like we're going to see the celebrity and go, Oh, who? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how the last, I mean, the last one did have Vanessa Williams, which was huge. Oh, yeah. I loved, um, I don't know his name, the guy from Rough for Falls and Schitt's Creek. He was oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Dustin, not Dustin Mulligan, but anyway. Uh, that guy. A lot of other people that I was like, I don't, I don't know who you are. And yeah. so if they're going to do that kind of a buildup, well, <clears throat> like, I hope it's somewhat worth it i think the thing that i the thing that i like about the fact they're doing it this way is that it seems like they will hopefully have all the contestants there performing for the season kind of like they do on the mass singer as opposed to season one where it was just like three queens per episode and the next episode was three different queens mm. and then you know so if this is a competition like the mass singer then they will all have to maybe they won't all perform on the same night but they will all kind of have to be there you know yeah yeah. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. It'll be fun, but be I mean, fun. I'll, watch break, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. I know, seriously. I started a yeah. uh, Canada Drag Race. Oh, which, which season? Season three, the new ah, one. Ah, nice. I'm. I just watched it, the most recent episode this morning. Okay. Yeah. I do like it. I'm into it. It's fun. I, I can't go over Brooklyn Heights. She is so good, and she's doing great yeah. as a host. And yeah, I think she does a really good job. And I think that now in season three, they're kind of like. Because in season one, they they had like a guest host every right, week. Right. And, and Brooklyn was just kind of like on the panel. Uh -huh. And now they're just like, just let her host. She's just the you host. Know? Have yeah. you watched any of France with Nikki Doll? No, I haven't. I think that she's kind of a fun host. She's doing okay. pretty good. Okay. And I, I'm loving France because some of the queens are really great. But there's also like a queen from Mexico living in France Ooh. who's competing on that season. That's cool. Yeah. And so it's crazy because I'm watching France, Canada, and now Australia, or Australia, Down Under just started again. So there's like okay. a lot of drag race on. Uh, I'll have to finish uh, Canada before I start Down Under. Yeah. So yeah, drag race, guys. There yeah. it is. There's so much. <laughs> there's, I, I do. I will say the last bit about it is that I, I'm when I was around like season 10 or 11, I could name every queen from every season. Yeah. You just showed me a picture. I'll tell you their name, tell you maybe something funny about them. Now, even just the American seasons, no, there's some, no idea. No yeah. idea. I've had to let that go. I used to like pride myself, but like now I know so many drag queens and now it's like, there's so many. I know, like, but like, it's tough when there's been so many seasons and someone will go home early who's like a such and such Montrese or a such and such yeah. Davenport. I'm like, uh -huh. I don't know. I don't know. Especially <laughs> those two families. I yeah. always like, I couldn't tell yeah. you. And if there's a drag queen at some bar whose last name was Davenport, I'd probably just assume she was on Drag Race. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Cool. Um, I watched all of Trixie Motel, which was great. Oh, I haven't watched any of it. Do you recommend yeah, it? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's I've seen a lot of clips. Discovery Plus. It's Yeah, it's a cute show. It's, you know, basically a hotel design kind of sure, show renovation um but juno birch who i love yeah. is on that was on it too and so that's kind of cool i um, saw those clips 
Yeah, I told you that Scott booked a room there. No, <laughs> at the Halloween. Trixie Motel? Yes, he, like the day that they opened, like up. Ah. We might not be able to go because we also, because Adele finally announced that she's going to do her like Vegas residency in December. Wow. Wow. And, so, and we had like, I don't know, third row tickets or something mm-hmm. like to it. And now we have to go to it in December. So we have to go to Vegas. And so we have to now like afford that trip. And, you know, so I don't know. So we got to do that, which means that we like might not be able to go for like, you know, some rando trip to Palm Springs in October for like to stay at Trixie Motel. But if you're looking for someone to take your spot. There you go. We got the flamingo. We got the flamingo room. Of course. There's all these different like themed rooms, but. um, That's great. But did I tell you, did I tell you that when I went to, because I went to Palm Springs like several months ago with a group of like comic friends mm-hmm. and um my friend david and i drove around and we we found trixie motel yeah did i tell you this no so like i went outside and i took a whole bunch of pictures and i kind of like raised my camera up a bunch over the wall and took pictures uh-huh. and then i tweeted um i tweeted like yay stop at trixie motel it's super cute not really remembering that trixie follows me on twitter <laughs> <laughs> And she responded, calling the police. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, is she really mad? Did I like, should I not have posted these pictures? Or like, is there a reveal for the hotel? Or I don't know. But I was like, mm, whatever. I love it's, that. Yeah, who cares? Um, but yeah, it's a cute show. Are there other shows you're watching? What about like Miss Marvel? Oh my God. Okay. So Miss Marvel, I finished. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would or at least it ended, how up, it I ended felt up being pretty good I thought yeah it picked itself up pretty well um you know it didn't leave a big impression on me especially with how much I loved the comic I still feel a little torn but the way that it ended gave me hope but I still think that the way that it ended should have been in the second or third episode because it ended with her shape-shifting into Captain Marvel oh yeah yeah which was the original storyline of miss marvel actually what i what i want to know is are we sure that that's what she did and that her and and captain marvel didn't just switch places somehow because she looks around like where am i that's true that is true and that could be a lead-in for like the marvel's movie totally well that would even be more disappointing if if it's just her (laughs) switching places because in the original comic she makes herself look like captain marvel yeah. and then she realizes she can just change her body in different ways but and so this one ended with her snapping and being like carol danvers yeah. and but yeah you're right she was confused so maybe it's not because then i was just like, confused as to how she like suddenly looks like her you know how she know. suddenly did that yeah because if that's the case if she can just shapeshift now that means we don't have to do this weird crystallized yeah force field anymore right and she can just embiggen herself well and be big i'm hoping that because of what was revealed in that final episode that she will be able to do that without the crystal stuff yes you know what i mean that's what i'm hoping to should we talk about what was revealed <laughs> yes so how excited uh, are you i'm very i'm hesitantly excited so let me preface it with this so for I guess if you don't know and if you know whatever and you don't want to be spoiled don't listen but um it was revealed that she is a mutant yeah right and mm-hmm. then they played the like okay which is so, an x-men theme song i was hesitant at first too because i was like wait a minute but she's but in the comics she's not a mutant like what you know sure and then i read that the writers of the comic wanted to make her a mutant hmm. but 
they kind of were persuaded or told, you know, that you've got to make her an inhuman. And it's like, stop trying to make the Inhumans oh, happen. Stop it's not going to happen. So if this is what they had originally intended, then I'm okay with it, I think. Yeah. I know? am too. I'm very much okay with it. Like when he, I mean, it's the, is it the first time we've heard them say the word mutant in the MCU? I believe it's the first time. Because um, they called the miracles like Wanda and. Yeah. And they were like experiments or whatever, yeah. kind of. Right. Um, and in Doctor Strange, we did see. Professor, Professor X, X, but that was also from a different dimension. It sure. wasn't in this one, you know. And so, he didn't even say, he just said, in your DNA, I noticed a mutation. Mutation, yeah. And and so what? So that's very exciting because it's opening a door to the X-Men, which we've been waiting for this door yeah. to open for decades, it feels like. And what, I, what I've also read, and I don't know if this is true, but that the MCU technically doesn't have rights to the X-Men characters until 2025 for the I've movies. I've heard that too. That like they can only use the actors who have previously portrayed them. I heard them that recently too, yeah. Until 2025. So it's like, if that is if that is true, then why are you even teasing this? Because I don't want to get a bunch of mutant content that's not the X-Men. And to be like, oh, there's all these other side characters. Let's have stories about them. No, I want the X-Men. We all want the X-Men. And, you know, if, if they had to stick to the current actors, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to do it, but I would be okay with most of them. I'd be okay with, like, what is it? Uh, the girl who played Storm, Alice Ship or something? Alexia, Alexandria Ship. Alexandria Ship, yeah. She, I, she was great. I would, I would love to see her. The Cyclops was great. I would love to see uh, What's Her Butt from Game of Thrones, me, Jean Grey again. I don't think they will but I'd be fine with that. I, it, but they need to be recast. It needs Do to be redone. Do you have any like fan castings that you would want? Oh, I, I, for some reason, only have one. What is it? Uh, <laughs> it's funny when you say these because like, remember in Wizard Magazine when you were a kid and you'd see their fan castings and you'd be like, girl, no. Yeah, stop. <laughs> so whenever, you know, someone's going to hate this. Mm -hmm. But I kind of want Evan Rachel Wood to play Jean Grey. Oh, Yeah. I could see that. Like, especially after Westworld and seeing yes. like, how great she is on Oh, that. she's amazing. It's almost like I could rather go the opposite way of like, I can't think of actors' names ever, but I can think of X-Men. So like, what would be an actor that you'd want to be in the MCU? Like what actor hasn't yet that we think would be oh, great? Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I would have um, to really think about it. Maybe like, uh, I like the actress who plays Nancy in Stranger Things. I think oh, she's yeah, shown yeah. a lot of range. And I feel like she could be a good, like, maybe a Dazzler or, I mean, the hair makes me think Rogue, but I still wouldn't want her as Rogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I'd have to, like, you know, all of a sudden you blank when you're trying to think of actors. Exactly. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's promising. It's promising. They're saying yeah. the word mutant. It's just, like, it is tiny baby steps well, every few years. So do we know if, like, so if they can't say, like, if they can't use them until 2025, does that mean that they just can't release a movie until 2025? Or they can't even start working on anything until 2025? I don't know. Like, well, and that, they've got to be working on stuff now. They have to be. Well, and they just released, like, phase four, five, six, or something. Phase five and six in Marvel, and there's no X-Men in any of it. Well, but in phase six, they only announced, there's, like, a lineup of, like, 11 movies, and they only announced, like, two or three things for that. True, okay. So, I think if the first, because the first one is Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. and the X-Men can't be far behind no. that, you know? And, yeah, they're doing Fantastic Four. They have to be planning for the X-Men. 
And, you know, there's so many rumors that in the Marvels, which is going to be Miss Marvel and Carol Danvers, that the villain could potentially be Rogue, which would be a great villain for a Captain Marvel movie. How are you going to make like, uh, we need to talk about this, like maybe this is a segue, but how are you going to talk, uh, like make Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, and not have Storm appear in it at the end or something, you know? Thank you. Like, come on. Come, come on. on. I know. I don't know. I know. So yeah, they came out with a trailer for Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, uh, Sans, Chad, uh, I can't think of his name, Chad Bozeman? Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman, RIP. So yeah. sad. I feel like it's going to be hard. It's going to be a heavy watch just without him. Yeah. I think it's going to be looming. It's going to be heavy and worth it. Uh, but <sighs> what do you think? I was already interviewed by like a Texas media outlet about like <laughs> about my thoughts. <laughs> um, well, I guess how do you really feel? <laughs> right. I think it's amazing because like, so I don't, it's, it's still fully not like a, I am a superhero. I am from Mexico kind of thing. Yeah. But they're portraying Atlantis as like a Mesoamerican Mexican civilization that like fell into the ocean. Right. Right. And it's all inspired by that. And I think that's amazing. And they've also cast an, like an indigenous actor mm -hmm. to play Namor and Namora. Uh, Mabel Cadena is, you remember how I did that whole like a dance of the 41 thing for yeah. my, no, of course. you were there. Yeah. Um, she plays the wife of one of the guys that goes to that dance party wow, in the movie okay. on Netflix. And she like knows that he's gay and like she's, she's great in this movie. So she's really good. She's really intense. This actor who's going to play Namor, he looks really awesome. He's, he, he, in all the interviews I've seen, he seems really like cool and really humble. He's really hot, but like, mm -hmm. I'm just really excited. I can't wait. I like want to order all the toys. I want to order like all the prints. I've seen the artwork of him. I already did artwork. I am really excited because it's, it's just like a great representation, obviously for Latinos when we are the largest ethnic minority group in the United States and we have the least amount of representation on screen. Yeah. So I'm crazy excited. The reason that I think a lot of people are so excited for that aspect of it, and I'll get to the other characters here in a minute, <laughs> is because um, while it's been really cool to see like Zoe Saldana and Sama Hayek and Social Gomez in the MCU, mm -hmm. they're still playing like aliens or gods or, mm -hmm. you know, they're not playing like Latinos. Yeah. They're like, and you know, uh, America speaks Spanish in the movie, but like she's from another dimension. She's from like, somewhere else mm -hmm. so like it's just cool to see that it's being done a little bit differently now with this character yeah um my only thing is that like i i know that shuri in the comics is sometimes black panther mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that that's who it's gonna be especially with like toys and stuff that have been yeah. photos of toys have been released but like if you watch the first movie Lupita Nyong'o's character is trying to get Chadwick Boseman to like step up and mm -hmm. and and do this thing and like be the one and like embrace it and her storyline seems like she would be the one yeah that should do that however I also feel like how are you gonna make sure he's Black Panther when Angela Bassett is standing right there yeah wouldn't that right? be amazing oh my god and she could totally do it yeah like you've got you've got men in the mcu who are playing heroes that are as old as her yeah so give me a break give me a break know? yeah like she wouldn't be totally badass like come on no i know god yeah anyway. I, I do hope it's lupita though 
because me too. he would be badass. Yeah, but oh well, we'll see. And so we How do you feel? <laughs> I, I'm excited. I mean, I've always thought the Nomura character was really interesting and he, he pops into comic books quite a bit, but always is sort of like the side character. I do love how he's like uh, apparently very charismatic and sexual. And like mm-hmm. there's times where I remember reading one comic book where like he was asked to go like to like beat this monster that was super deep in the ocean and they're like, it's attacking everything. Like you need to go stop it. This is your territory. And he goes down there and comes back up and he's like, that's not a problem anymore. And they're like, what happened? And he event he actually like seduced the animal and like made love to it yeah. and like got it to go away. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. he just, I don't know. Apparently he's like a very suave, like um, charismatic person. So I didn't know that sometimes Sue Storm is like super into him. Really? There's definitely like an energy about him when people talk about him in the comics. Like yeah. he's a big deal. And, yeah. and he, you know, people compare him to like, the Marvel's uh, Aquaman, or like the Aquaman of Marvel, yeah. which I could see, but I'm hoping there's uh, they do a good job differentiating of like who he really is because there's. You so know, and much I feel like him. that's a big reason why they decided to. I think that the name of this Atlantis in in the MCU is like Talo Khan or something like that, which I'm fine with because, like, you, you know, we already have a DC Atlantis. We know yeah. that this is Atlantis, right? It's, so you may as well just call it something else to have like it be unique you know i love that it has like actual cultural connections to it though it's not just fantasy it's not just i i like almost cried when i saw the trailer like yeah the same way that like when i saw the trailer for the eternals and just seeing salma hayek yeah superhero Mm -hmm. i was like what is happening and it's I don't know how else to describe it other than imagine that you finally got to see like a white person totally play a superhero right <laughs> be like right. that's like me yeah know? totally so, i don't know it's it's just crazy well that's um, really exciting with that uh, yeah. lens to it yeah i do think black panther is one of the best mcu movies that oh, they made hands down so yeah i can't wait what else do we got um i think we'll talk about uh god i think that was i mean is that everything talk- for the yeah I could say one more thing. Let's well, actually, it. no, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save okay. it. I'm going to save it for later. All right. Well, then. <laughs> That's it for now. Uh, go watch the Black Panther trailer and yeah. um, finish this Marvel if you haven't. <laughs> it's fun. Go it is it. fun. Yeah. All right. Bye. Till next time. Bye. Bye.